Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Level Up, the esports and gaming show with me, Nathan Bliss, esports and gaming writer at Breach PLC. In this week's episode, I was joined by Christian Volk, Director of eFootball and Gaming at FIFA, the international governing body of Association Football. Christian told me about FIFA's intentions for FIFA Esports in 2021, why esports is important for FIFA and how it creates a new vertical in their ecosystem, the convergence of sports and esports and what this means for FIFA, and we also looked at the FIFA E-Club World Cup, which is the first of this year's FIFA-hosted esports tournaments, where 42 teams compete across six dedicated global zones with a total prize pool of $245,000 up for grabs. Enjoy! Also want to let you guys know that we recorded this interview over Zoom rather than our usual audio recording, so the audio quality may be slightly worse than usual. Christian, how are you doing? You okay? I'm good. I'm good. I'm looking forward to this, actually. How are you doing? How's family? I'm very good. Family's good. Thank you for asking. Keeping together with the with the lockdown, obviously, and playing as many games as possible to try and pass the time. So do you just want to give a quick introduction about yourself for people who, who maybe haven't, who aren't aware that FIFA are involved in esports? Do you just want to give a, an idea of your job title and what you do at FIFA? Yeah, 100%. My name is Christian Volk, and uh, I have the privilege to work as director for eFootball and gaming at FIFA, FIFA Inc., the corporation. We are developing all matters around FIFA esports uh, and, and gaming at large. In terms of esports and eFootball as, as in your job title, I was just interested to wonder if your if eFootball falls within what you think is traditional esports or whether you wanna, you're kind of trying to branch out a bit on, on your own, if you see what I mean. You know, I'd say we are we are part of the wider ecosystem. Um, as part of um, esports, there are two the categories for us: the simulation sport, this is where we say um, eFootball at large and FIFA esports activities are happening, and there is um, virtual sports, which is basically a virtual you know adaptation of what you do in the real world. Think of Peloton, for example. So that's the way we currently see it, and the way we position it as well. You mentioned it there. Esports like FIFA esports, sim racing, NBA, they've all got their own kind of esports and they are unique esports in that they did their virtual versions of real sports. Do you think that's a help for esports or do you think that kind of hinders them because they're maybe competing against their real life counterparts? I think in this um, equation, one plus one is more than two. Uh, I'm convinced of that because um, both ecosystems, if you think of them as separate, which they're not, because ultimately for the younger generation, they don't separate between football and e-football, or whatever. For them, it's just a football experience, right? So it's rather symbiotic, a symbiotic relationship between the two. Um, the further one grows, the better it does for the other, right? Um, you could almost think of football gives credibility to e-football as such, and to FIFA esports, what we are doing, and we give relevance back to football, right? 
And in terms of esports or eFootball, uh, as you call it, how important is that to FIFA? It's super important because uh, in our aspiration to make football truly global, obviously eFootball e- plays an important role, right? It's um, helping us to reach new audiences. It's very easy to access. So to democratize or further democratize football, um, this platform is of massive importance. And in, in 2019, I was reading an interview that you did and you said that esports and traditional sports are converging and they're coming together and they're coming ever closer. Obviously, 2020, we saw a lot of people in lockdown spending more time at home. Do you think that's accelerated that growth and that integration between the two? Because we saw when traditional sports weren't being able to go on in March, April, May time, esports was there to pick up the slack and it was the one that was able to host competitions and get people involved. Do you think that's that's accelerated the growth of the industry as well? I think you you picked the right word. Acceleration is um, is what what we're seeing as well. It's basically a movement that was already in full swing. Now it's accelerated, so to say. Um, Certainly both uh, ecosystems that benefit from each other, where the convergence will end or how far it will go, we don't know yet, because obviously that is very dependent on how technology uh, evolves, for example, right? Or how how people's behaviors um, are changing. But it's certainly an exciting future ahead of us where we see, you know, the both worlds, so to say, coming very close and nurturing each other. And that applies for, I can see a lot of sports, but this is actually, you know, happening moving forward. And in terms of 2021, what are FIFA getting involved in um, with esports in 2021? What are your plans for esports this year? So we're continuing our, our journey to build a, a professional, entertaining and um, sustainable ecosystem. Because only if you have a strong base, a strong fundament, you can, you know, build high, people said before. And we are trying and to do the same, meaning we want to create the best experience for individual players on the road to the FIFA E World Cup. We want to create the best experience for teams in the FIFA E Club World Cup. And we want to create an onboard um, a competition for member associations. So the, the e-national teams have to stage as well. So we're working in parallel on those three narratives because we believe that they are very, very important and paramount to really solidify the fundament um, of our entire ecosystem. And you look at some of the, the football clubs that are getting involved in esports. We've seen Manchester City, Genoa, Schalke have their own esports teams. Does that just highlight just how big esports is becoming? The fact that real life football clubs have put this dedication into signing esports players. To- totally agree here. We see Manchester City, for example, participating. I think it's the fourth time already now in, in a row. Um, other big teams have uh, have joined and I think it's a testimony to to the growing importance of 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 this um, sec- sector of this ecosystem. If you if you look at it from a fan engagement perspective, you know you ideally place a very sweet spot to reach new um, audiences. For example, it helps you to build your brand as well, right? Um, it uh, might maybe in the future become actually a revenue generator. Who knows? Depending on how the entire ecosystem evolves. There is an element um, of football development to it because everybody who's playing the game, they have a better understanding of what's happening on the pitch in terms of tactics, right? So there are many different reasons why you would join this uh, ecosystem. And you mentioned that a lot of clubs have realized that. And that is the reason why why they're doubling down on FIFA esports now. Something really interesting has been happening to football over the last few years in terms of viewership and fan base in that 
traditional football fans, the traditional football fans, but then you've got the newer generation of fans that maybe don't support a team, but support individual players. And it's very similar with esports. Um, although you've got Manchester City, Schalke, and RB Leipzig involved. Essentially, the, the esports players that are competing are individuals and they have their own fans. Is that something that you see has has a real advantage with esports? And do you agree that maybe fandom is going more that way in terms of individuals and people supporting one player, for example? Well, fundamentally, I think we should not forget that football is a team sport and it will always be a team sport. And that will apply for the FIFA esports scene as well as we move forward, as we evolve. We already see it now in the FIFA eClub World Cup where you have to join up with a teammate to really work together as a team, right? We don't know again what the future will bring, but I can I can imagine to see, you know, two versus two, three versus three, et cetera, et cetera, happening. Certainly, you will have stars like in, in any sport um, that have the followers, which is great. You know, you need the heroes, but the team aspect and the teams as well, they carry weight themselves. So I would agree to one aspect you said. It depends on the geography, actually, you're looking at. I would say in Europe, we are very team-based and team-focused, which uh, is probably a bit different than maybe in, in China, where the heroes, the individuals are sometimes bigger than the teams. But certainly, we have to be cognizant of the fact and the trend and see what makes sense for our ecosystem and what doesn't. Do you think esports is sport or do you think it's entertainment? Because I've seen arguments for both ways. And I was talking to a couple of journalists that argue that esports is more entertainment rather than sports because you've got the lack of physical aspects, even though they're not running around uh, a football pitch, obviously. Um, they've still got that mental strength and the mental agility to be able to play the game. So my argument is that if chess is a sport, then esports is also a sport because it has the same kind of mental agility that you'd need. Where do you stand on that? It's a good question. I would actually refer you to experts in that field from sport universities, such as Professor Froböse in Deutsche Sporthochschule in Cologne. And they did studies as well around, for example, what it takes to perform at a high level and compared it with other sports. And they found, for example, that in the mental load and the reactivity and all the different attributes and skills you need are in some instances even even more required or even more important than in, in, in some sports. So whether in the end um, we're talking about, you know, a real sport, the debate is ongoing. Um, there are many reasons that speak for it. Um, there are some arguments that might uh, go against it, but fundamentally time will tell where this will land. I have my own opinion on that, which probably you can uh, imagine. Um, for us, we, we treat it as if it would be another sporting discipline. One of the biggest um, examples of that is I've spoke to a lot of esports um, athletes within the sim racing world that compete at the F1 esports level, and they argue that because there's not that fear of crashing or or running into their teammate, it takes extra concentration because you need to be, put yourself in that environment to know that you need to perform at the highest level and push that little bit further because they haven't got the adrenaline of, you know, having the engine and having that fear factor. So they have to maybe push even more mentally and to concentrate more to make themselves believe that it's real. Do you think that's the same with FIFA? That kind of, you know, when you're playing the game, you've got that fear, haven't you, of misplacing the pass or what if I've mishit this shot? Do you think it's the same thing with FIFA esports that it takes intense concentration throughout the game to maintain your level? 100%. It's hyper. 
I mean, you, if you look at the faces and um, of the of the of the of the e players, and you speak with them after the competition, they're drained. This is super, 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 um, you know, challenging. And the 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 situation itself, I think, is is in a sense a bit, let's say, paradox because people who are, who are watching, who are viewing, they're not necessarily seeing what they put into the game, right? Because finally, they they see the the virtual or the simulation game. And being carried out, but they don't see what the actual athlete, the e-player, is putting into into the game. So to really elevate that performance and to tell the stories of the individual and the teams is something that we are focusing on to really make sure that people understand how much it takes, how much it really takes to play at the highest level. And finally, tell me all about the FIFA E-Club World Cup then, including the structure and format, because it's one of my favourite competitions. I've seen all the clubs get involved. Um, do you want to just explain a bit about why the competition is so good? 100%. I mean, for us, the, the, the FIFA E-Club World Cup has, has been growing over, over years now. Um, we have 150% more teams as compared to last year. So speaking of 480 teams that uh, in the beginning applied and signed up for the journey to become the zone winners. We played over several weeks now in the different zones and identified the best 42 teams in the world. Uh, it's it's a really tough competition because you cannot really afford to lose one game. Otherwise, you might risk actually not qualifying. So it's really, really, really tough to make it to the final stage now. We have separated uh, into six zones to really make sure that we keep the players safe. It's our utmost importance and responsibility, obviously, at, at, uh, at this time. So we will see six winners per one per zone, right? And in, the interesting part for me is it's where the endemic world meets the non-endemic world, right? We have one third of traditional football clubs and two third of endemic um, clubs participating. And that's where they clash. It's a pretty unique format in itself, I think. And then you have the team aspect on top, where you play with a teammate, currently one versus one, in the future two versus two, like it was before. Um, and that are all the elements that really, I think all the ingredients that make it that make it worthwhile and really exciting. So again, we are just in the beginning. This is um, the start of a journey, but we're super excited about this competition format here. Thanks, Christian. I really appreciate your time. Just one final one from me. Who's your favorite esports player slash team? Um, in FIFA esports, <laughs> I'm a bit biased. I like Mo because I'm German, right? Um, one team that has um, certainly caught my attention has been Leipzig. You know, they came very strong into the competition. Um, so I'd leave it there. But again, there are other teams as well. Complexity, they will make their mark again. Manchester City, they are fantastic. Fourth time participating in this competition. So yeah, there are too many, actually. There are too many. Brilliant. Thanks, Christian. I really appreciate your time. Can't wait to see the FIFA E-Club World Cup later this year to see what happens. I wish you all the best with it. And um, from an esports fan and journalist point of view, it's great to see FIFA getting so heavily involved in the esports industry to try and push it on because the sky's the limit for this industry. So thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for your interest. Thank you for listening to Level Up, the esports and gaming show. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and please leave us a rating and review. You can also follow us on Twitter at Level Up Pod, where you'll find all of our previous episodes and information about how to subscribe. We'll be back with a brand new episode very soon.